0: Hello and welcome to the Celtic Way Morning Briefing live on Friday, November the 18th. We're back to our normal 10am slot, that's 9pm Tony time, or roughly ten 9pm p.m. Tony time. Uh, and today's episode is a bumper QA. so we're looking for you to set the agenda for us. If you get your comments and questions in, we'll try and get through as many as we possibly can. Um, but first, with me today, as you can see, is TCW news writer Aidan McDonald. And live from somewhere just south of the Sydney Opera House, I think, is Tony Haggerty. Good day, boys. How are you both? Yeah, good. <laughs>
1: yes, good day indeed, or good night. It's uh, time here. Yes, just after nine. Yeah, so yes, I'm a uh, I'm in the kind of equivalent of Ashton Lane if you're familiar with Glasgow and <laughs> that kind of uh, nice. Week. I'm, I'm actually uh, I'm in a just outside a, a pizzeria, Italian, but it's quite apt because my big four faces. Sticking in the phone camera, there, so, <laughs> speaking to you. So, there you go. Ch- channeling my inner our Luciano Pavarotti. Seeing us, I just as you say, right next to the opera house. So Antonio
0: Pavarotti.
1: Um, Antonio pa- Pavarotti, I think you'll maybe say that. You <laughs> so, Aiden,
0: how are we?
2: Yeah, I'm good, guys. I'm good. Uh, You're not on a pizzeria,
0: maybe. are you? No, pizzeria? <laughs> no, I'm not on a pizzeria. I'm not quite uh, quite jealous pony, but glad he's been able to join us. <laughs> Uh, Brian Roberts coming in there, Tony saying hi Cover send some warm weather to EK, it's Baltic here. That must make you feel great.
1: Oh that's that's marvellous. it was twenties uh, today and it's meant to be absolutely Scotch for the Everton game, twenty eight,
0: twenty nine. So feels like uh, it's minus twenty nine here, but boys uh, <laughs> Buzz pulling you up on your Wi Fi troubles, Tony, it's not difficult. Wi Fi works the same in Australia as it does in Scotland. Just as it dodgy, then
1: it's just as dodgy indeed. But well we were, we were we were uh, on air just well before we came on air. I was I had the laptop open, didn't I, guys? And yep. many times did it conk out with three times, so might be the same Wi Fi, but still with the same problems, don't you? You know, so.
0: <laughs> um, aye, anyway, good, good. I suppose we should get started, but now, as always, before we do that, as it says on the ticker, down the bottom, and I've done that yesterday, not realizing the ticker wasn't there, um, and it says it in the comments as well. Our current website subscription deal is a pound. Uh, for two months of full access so get on that because although these morning videos are quite popular it's just a small part of what we do so there, there's loads of stuff on the site for you features opinion analysis tactical stuff big interview all sorts and up there today is a statistical analysis of celtic's defense compared to the eighteen nineteen treble treble winners by james daly there's also tory's feature after witnessing Ange Bosticoglu's homecoming defeat firsthand, and also his second diary from Down Under 2, <laughs> uh, which is well worth a read, as well as all our match coverage from yesterday. Um, so, lads, first comment I'll throw up is, uh, is this one from Pete McGee. Um, he says he thinks young Boston Lawwell looked very assured yesterday, and they only played about 10 minutes. What's your thoughts, Aiden? I thought he was he was fine when he came on,
2: he didn't, think like I said in the ratings, he didn't really have a lot of time to make an impact, but overall I thought his passing, was decent, he brought the ball out well, he didn't, you know, was not responsible for any goals or anything that were lost, because also that was before he came on, I thought he was fine, It was a decent cameo, it would be good to see him get a wee bit of game time against Everton as well, particularly if Stephen Welsh is going to be a doubt now, so yeah, no, I, th- I thought he was fine in terms of getting first team, it?
0: Tony, same.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, they did fine when they came on. They kind of impressed the, the young guys when they came on and got a bit of game time. But <laughs> when Andrew's asked that question, your deadpan, he did OK. <laughs> He's not dishing out, in the back to them uh, any time soon. You know, if they get game time, so be it. Uh, and uh, he, he said that they, they know the standard what they have to to reach so he wasn't I think he wasn't going to give them uh, wasn't the, old, the old Roy Keane adage that not going to praise the postman for delivering his letters you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> they're football players they got some game time good on them mm-hmm.
0: Um, I must admit, I, I don't think there was enough of an appearance there to really read one way or another into it. Uh, but I suppose taking the 10-12 minutes, whatever it was, he played just as their own as their own game almost. Um, I think he did okay. I think he did okay. I don't think you can, I don't think you can do much. Uh, you, you can say much more than that, given the the length of time. Uh, comment here. Kurt Rock are saying there were, there were no pass marks not if you read the McDonald's detailed player ratings though there's plenty of pass marks in there. Um, I suppose the next one to come up um, Robert Gibson, how long did you sleep for Tony? You wanted to three hours. Away. Is that all? <laughs>
1: yes three hours of sleep and then bings, brings a button again and then kind of hits you in waves you know you get through part of the day you can function no problem and then you know, like I just now, I'm kind of like, all right, but no doubt if I was to lie down, I'd sleep for an, an hour of quality sleep and then wake up again. It's,
0: just,
1: <laughs> it's just the, way, the way I am as well, to be fair.
0: There was a conversation in the comments, Tony, about jet lag. Um, before we went live, I saw. I saw uh, must be having. <laughs> it was actually Cut Rock as well, saying they must be having a hard time waking up jet lag, Tony. <laughs> uh, and uh, David Ferguson says, well, at least we know he won't be hung over then. No, no, poor, no. Poor guy looked up after the first game. You're getting all the sympathy, Tony. It's not usual. Usually they're getting you a wee bit of stick, but, um, nah. Uh, Robert Gibson's actual comment that I wanted to put up, not, not asking how long you were asleep for, was he was at the game yesterday, sorry Tony, I'm cutting your head off, um, but Robert Gibson says he was a wee bit, um, it, sorry, having re-watched the game, he stands by his opinion that it was pretty rubbish and it was treated as a training run and nothing more, nothing less. But I had a great time as part of the crowd. Um, Tony, you being there, one, I suppose, what was the crowd like? Didn't look that busy on the on the feed. But two, do you agree with Robert Gibson's assertion that it was treated like a cheering on, even though Ange didn't want it to be?
1: Yeah, Ange certainly didn't want it to be, but it did say, as I said the other night, that it had that pre-season fair look about it, didn't it? And mm. and he was asked a question about jet lag and the lethargy about the team and he, he, he gave that answer, he gave the violin's answer, you know, so you, you're just like, okay, he, he wanted more, you know, and I think there was a wee G up when Haxabanovich and Jota and Matt O'Reilly entered uh, the field of play, there was a bit more urgency, you know, but I think that he was certainly disappointed with the first half and uh, parts of the second half, he just felt it didn't come up to scratch, you know, I think a lot of the supporters felt that it had that kind of feel about it as a pre-season. But he he didn't want it to be like that, and I think we'll see a decidedly different and markup in the tempo on Sunday against Everton.
0: Aidan, I'm going to put this comment up. Um, no, Robert, uh, oh, Robert, where is it? Robert Gibson. Uh, uh, sorry, David Ferguson to Robert Gibson. I mean, saying that was a bit harsh. He thinks there was some good play in there. Subs disrupted the flow a bit, but Sydney were a good team. That seems to chime with what your uh, your ratings were were suggesting, Aidan. So do you agree with David's kind of take on it more than Robert's? Uh, yeah,
2: I, I would probably say that I do. I, I thought at times that the team did okay, particularly for that sort of spell before Sydney scored in the second half. I think Celtic could have easily had a few goals during that time. And uh, you, if you were listening at the commentary uh, for, on Celtic TV, they were kind of saying the same thing. That was how I thought it was going to go, but obviously that, that the guy then scored an absolute screamer. There was nothing you could really do about it. Uh, overall, I thought it was okay, uh, as we sort of touched on yesterday, without repeating myself. It was it's always disappointing to lose a game, but mm-hmm. I thought there was some decent passages of play in there at, at times, but I, it did go a wee bit flat. There's no doubt about that. Overall.
0: Uh, Pete McGee comes back in just to clarify his Boston Lawwell comments. He says it's the body language, I suppose, is the kind of weirdo increases and stuff I I kind of like talking about. Um, he said even with just the 10 minutes or so, he looked very calm on the ball. We'd love to see him getting a start. On the flip side of that, we've got a couple of comments about Stephen Welsh's performance. Even though it was just a friendly, he's getting a wee bit, uh, getting out of the net a wee bit. He did look very slow for that first goal. I'm not going to lie. He did look as if he was slow off the mark. Um, but Beach Boys coming straight in there for the jugular saying when is it time to stop seeing Stephen Welsh's potential and he's one for the future and admit it's just time to try and sell him and bring in some money for him. I don't judge players on stats, just use my eyes. Tony, what's your uh, potential? Steven Stephen Welsh it must be said, Beach Boys is the wrong. He does show up well in stats. It,
1: well, regardless if he does show up well in stats, I think people just look at the, the likes of the first goal the other night and he was nowhere near it, was he? Mm. and for a defender if you're nowhere near it that's what happens at any level friendly matches competitive matches and at Champions League level you'll get cruelly exposed if your game's full of deficiencies and I think Stephen Welch is one of those guys who you still don't fully trust because if you did he would be a regular in the team and the manager clearly doesn't fully trust him to give him that extended run in the team and as Beach Boys says might be mm-hmm. time to uh, finally admit that and look at what you're seeing and I think a lot of Celtic supporters remain as well as the manager remain to be convinced about Stephen Welsh in terms of being a, a, you know, a candidate to moving forward someone who will play a prominent mm-hmm. part in the Celtic team moving forward
0: It was a rotation piece um, is what we kind of say about on pre-season that it would be third Potentially fourth choice, but certainly within the second unit of centre backs, uh, I think we all, all agree. So I suppose the question that we asked in pre season as well was: Is that is that a good enough role for him this season? When it is essentially a make a break season, should he have been maybe put out on loan? Now, obviously, he ended up starting the season because of injuries and different things. Um, so in that sense. It was the right decision not to let him go because otherwise they would have been really short at centre-back. Probably Boston Lowell would have to have come up from the B team and be thrown in for that first uh, game against Aberdeen. But he did score. He did score that day. As I say, the stats suggest he is actually, he does do well. He does do well enough. There's an element of the eye test there, even I would agree with, that there's still a, a lot of growing up to do. But he might be 22 but same with Mikey Johnston in terms of actual game time I would argue that he's he's, he's younger than that in terms of the actual game time with, that he's had behind him. Uh, although that Rocco Vata piece I wrote the other day when I was of considering who or the lack of people who have probably made the breakthrough into first team first day uh, first 11 choice kind of graduates. I did point out that the case of Stephen Wells was almost it almost was a self-fulfilling prophecy last year because he got a lot of game time in the first half of the season. But when there was a full complement of defenders to choose from, he was nowhere to be seen for most of the rest of that season. So it was almost, basically what you said there, Tony, just still to be convinced that he's actually capable of challenging for a first-team jersey. But as a homegrown player for that quota and as an alternative, if somebody gets injured, he he does all right. But is that enough, Aidan? Is that enough to keep him about?
2: Uh... If you're thinking there's maybe like a third or fourth choice centre back then, yeah, I, I would say I, I wouldn't have any issues. But as you already mentioned, he, he had to start that game against Aberdeen because injuries. So if you've only really got two players or so in front of him and they, they pick up knocks. You, you want to be confident of the players coming in. The way Celtic are, it's going to probably be a bit difficult to get players, like four players all of equal defensive quality. Like you're not going to get you know, four Cameron Carter-Vickers or even like another 2 of stuff probably on top of that. Just the way things are, I think. Uh, eating less of the recruitment takes like another step up, which, which it could to be fair. Obviously, there's been links to Kobay- Kobayashi, etc. But uh, I think Stephen Welsh overall, he's fine, but I do agree with what you were saying that he was definitely a bit slow for that goal yesterday. Uh, like, like a few players, were but he particularly was kind of showing up a bit, and I think he's still got a bit of development to do, to be so honest.
0: Charlie McGarvey making the point that if uh, UK Kobayashi signs, as has been strongly reported, uh, then Welsh is essentially then fifth choice. Of course, Maurice Jens is on loan, so if they sign Kobayashi, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're signing Jens. It would be Welsh back to fourth choice then, I suppose, is the, is the way that that would work out. But I'm going to put this comment up. It might cut your head off, Tony, a wee bit. But Red Scotland says... For me, he is. David replying to David Ferguson's comment, asking if he was good enough. Uh, Who else are Celtic going to get? And then he makes a a fair point when I'll come to you. uh, Stephen Welsh's Celtic background will make him more likely to accept being third or maybe even fourth fiddle. Foreign players who arrive are less likely to accept the same, perhaps. Uh, Do you agree with that? Not necessarily,
1: because I don't think the manager wants fourth fiddle players. I just think he wants a, a school of players or a squad of players that can hit the ground running at any given stage. And I, as I, I will tell you, I just still don't think he's convinced with Welsh. And every time Welsh seems to take a step forward, he takes another couple back, doesn't he? Whether it be through injury or you know the goal the other night, he just thought he could have done a lot more. Or he looked slow. Then he get the head knock, so we don't know how bad that is. You know, so I just feel that his time might be better served looking elsewhere in terms of for a loan deal and developing. You know, doing what Liam Scales has done and going to an Aberdeen or someone like that. So you're still playing in the Scottish Premiership, getting regular game time. And again, I go back to you. You're over the course and distance of a season. You know all the terrain. You know all the all the grounds that you're, you're playing. And you, you know the opposition, you get to know that as well. Because there's no substitute for playing. But if the manager's not playing you and you're sitting there doing nothing, you will be content with that to a certain extent. But when you're coming in and getting game time, you you have to you have to raise the bar, you have to make that standard that I'm just talking about. And I think Stephen Wells certainly kept going by the other night, didn't but he wasn't alone in that. But as I as I Wrote in that piece, the manager's assessing all the time. He's assessing who's mm-hmm. gonna stay with me and this group moving forward. And if I'm if I'm Steven Welsh, I would be I would be worried because what does it tell you about the manager's mindset with the po- potential incoming of Kobayashi? I think that tells you yeah. something as well. And I think he'd be inclined to sign Maurice Jens before uh, Welsh got a game mm-hmm. as well. So that you would have four quality centre backs there, and you you would rotate the post four So I yep. think that right mm-hmm. to me, I'm reading between the lines. I think joining dots, the right righting could be on the wall for Stephen Welsh in terms of Celtic. They maybe have to go on loan, or they might look to offload them.
0: Um, there's a comment here from Pete McGee that I totally agree with because it's something I've I've mentioned since basically since I wrote about it last august september um after Ange was kind of half forced half decided to chop and change his center back partnership i think it was seven times in 14 games or something like that um at the start of last season i kind of said at the time that consistency of selection at center back would would basically solve the, the kind of issue that they had at that point but i quoted Ange himself in it because when he was in i think it was when he was with yokohama um yokohama f marinos he, 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 he kind of get interviewed and he said as i've said on here plenty of times he said that's the one area of his team he doesn't think he can get away with rotating in the same way as he can further forward center backs as pete says a lot of it is to do with partnership center back and goalkeeper that kind of that trio um they, they need to work so well together especially in a nice Postecoglou team where they're they're often the only three that spend any considerable time in the in their own half that kind of thing um so i agree with pete's point i think there is almost a feeling that if you're third and fourth in the in order for Celtic. You really, all things being equal, won't see that much game time um, if everybody's fit. Uh, So that's also something to consider for that. Um, I've got another comment here, which is uh, an interesting thing, Aidan. William Martin, no relation, I don't think, saying Welsh is uh, where Anthony Ralston was a couple of years ago. Now, I disagree with that sentiment, but what do you think on it?
2: I think I do disagree a wee bit as well because if we're talking about a couple of years ago being that season during COVID, I think Anthony Ralston only played a couple of times across that whole sort of season and that was because obviously we going back into when the team went into Dubai so there was hardly any players available. Whereas Stephen Welsh has been playing at times. If it's in terms of like maybe two players that are struggling a bit that are obviously, you know, came through the academy, the academy, etc. Then yeah, obviously there is there is comparisons to be made but... I don't know if I would personally say it's exactly the same, just because Welsh has been involved whereas Ralston wasn't really in uh, that season and the season before really, As far as I can remember, there was only the other appearance. So it was you know, yeah, all
0: it all and stuff? Was, I remember and stuff. Like that. But the reason I disagree with it is even if he's if Williams meaning like the start of the Ange Postacoglu era is the difference is Anthony Ralston got his chance because there were no other right backs. Like literally, there were there were no right backs, that's why he was playing. That's not going to happen for Stephen Welsh. He's not going to get that chance. If anything, the closest he's going to come to it was when he got the game time at the start of last season. Um Anthony Ralston, and this is a, a point I made in the Rocco um kind of article. Same as James Forrest back in twenty ten when he was even as a youngster, rescuing Celtic against Hibs and, and and stuff like that at like Kumarnock, um, under Neil Lennon the first time round. Carl McGregor when he came back from the Nuts County loan uh, Anthony Ralston last year They made themselves unignorable when they got that chance Even though th- The circumstances that led to Ralston be the only right back They're unlikely to happen Really at a team like Celtic, a club like Celtic But it happened and Ralston managed to, to Seize it, not everybody will seize it It might just be that Stephen Wells didn't seize it Would you think Tony?
1: Yeah I think they, I think there's a lot uh, On merit in that I don't think Stephen Wells has seized I don't have a downer on him I just think there's better players in his position and if the Kobayashi rumours are to believe then there will be another better player in his position and he will struggle for game time. You see they turned to Ralston because Ralston was the only option. Mm. Celtic, if they bring in Kobayashi, that would be three options certainly and with an option to buy Norwich Gents, which would be four, Mm. so that would be Carter-Vickers, Starfield, Norwich Gents and Kobayashi.
0: And I do what? Else? Do you see them keeping five centre backs? No, no, but yeah. I mean, for me, I'll, I'll come to his defence. I like him, and not just because the stats suggest he is actually quite good, right? But I, I do, th- I, I do see things occasionally in his performances that that suggest he can grow into being a really good centre back. Um, I think he's a threat in the opposition box as well, and a low key threat. You uh, saw that against Aberdeen, but there were several times last year where I thought he was unlucky not to get more goals in the opposition box. I still think it comes down to that 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 concept of he's 22, but he's not really 22 in terms of how much he's played. Now, you could make that same argument about Rayo Atati being 24, but not really being 24. And he's obviously performing more consistently, but each player's different. So until he gets, and I, I acknowledge he might not get this run at Celtic now. It might, just not, it might not be there for him, the game time. But I do think there's a player in there with Stephen Wills. Um In terms of the homegrown stuff that I keep bringing up, um, Kurt Rock has asked how many homegrown players do you need to fill the quota? I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Aidan, uh, for, for Europe, it's eight homegrown players, but four of them need to be from your own club, I think. Yeah, uh, I think that. Uh, it needs
2: it to be
0: eight. Itself, Aye. The Aye. Aye, so yes, they so. count because he was at Hamilton, Greg Taylor, Kilmarnock. That kind of thing but for celtic only it would be for the a-list anyway because obviously they can add scott robertson's in there and stuff but they can add they can add people to the b-list like uh, Lobo and stuff like that um even though he actually came from watford so he i don't think he'll count but um so from for the f- proper first teamers you're talking mcgregor Forrest ralston really is that right am i forgetting anybody no, nah, eh,
2: the only other one would have been if he wasn't on loan. Probably some like Mikey Mickey Johnson as well. So, Aye,
0: so Welsh, Welsh kind of fills that gap just now as well. Which is it enough to keep him about? I don't know. I don't know. But I, eh, I actually, to be fair to Charlie McGarvey here, I think that is that is a fair criticism. The physical pres- presence because he's he's a big enough boy. I think he's six foot, right? Which is not small, and his physique is not slight. I wouldn't say. Um, so. Again, to me, that comes back to match experience. Tony? Yeah,
1: I think just when he's, he's mastered some deficiency, another one crops up. Because I thought in the Ross County League Cup game, he, his distribution was excellent that night. He was setting up moves and he was looking confident and strode forward and looked looked apart on the ball. Mm-hmm. And now, all of a sudden, you look at the other night and he was caught. Wo- woefully shot, wasn't he? In terms of trying to get back to stop that goal. So I just think every time he masters one art form of defending, another deficiency crops up and people home in on that. And then mm-hmm. start giving it. he's not fulfilled his potential, which is probably unfair on him. Because I, I, I agree with you. I think there's a player there. But some of the parts aren't the whole, if you get what I mean,
2: mm-hmm. at this
1: minute in time. You know. So I just think there's, there's something not connecting with Stephen Welsh at the minute. Which is why the manager hasn't been able to trust him and give him that extended run of, of game time. He turns up and flashes and has good games, but there are other games where you see, mm, and I think that's the, the trust issues that the manager has and a lot of the supporters have with him.
0: Aidan, we're not writing him off on the back of one goal against Sydney FC in a friendly, are we? Nah, no, nah, definitely
2: not. But I do agree with that comment that at times he has struggled a bit with the sort of physical strikers, particularly in Scotland, are probably similar criticism that was leveled at Christopher Julian. He first came to Celtic, if he's also remembered London Dykes, you know, gave him a bit of a tough time.
0: Aye.
2: Uh, so, but I, I do think at times Willis' distribution can be really good, which is also an important part of how Andrew plays. But obviously, overall, if he's struggling a bit defensively, do they balance each other out? That's probably a discussion for another day, but... No, I, I don't want to write anybody off in particular when it's an academy player. You obviously want to make sure you're producing good quality coming through. And he's been eh, maybe one of the only ones in kind of recent years that has came in and played a bit of first-team football. Obviously, that's been stuff we've talked about that the club's maybe not bringing in or not producing, sorry, like enough players that are mm-hmm. first-team ready, etc. So you want him to do well, but I think he's definitely got a bit of development to do.
0: Uh, there's a comment here, I think, kind of half defending Stephen Wells, but also just kind of pointing out how you can all react to things. Pete G. you could say that Cameron Carter Vickers was bullied by Joe New- Newbley, uh, the, uh the Livingston player, so would you drop him for that? I don't think he was, and I'm going to hit you a wee bit of Muhammad Ali. If you even dream that Carter Vickers has been bullied a better <laughs> I apologise. Knockout blow there, Sean, I think.
1: No, <laughs> oh, that's nice. I don't have a downer on Steven Wilsh, you know me, I'm an eye test man, you, you, you do both eye tests and you'll give me some stats and he shows up well and he, he has, you know, he has some defensive skills that he has mastered, but I, I guess that, I, I, you know, that there, there are better players in his position at Celtic Park at this moment in time and I think for the manager, they're, the, they're his go-to guys and I think as long as those trust issues remain with Stephen Welsh then it's fine and it's not writing somebody off after a, a friendly match against Sydney FC, I, I certainly wouldn't do that and I, I think there's a there's a real will you want to see homegrown players do well don't you mm-hmm. because you, you kind of feel responsible when, when they don't do well and there's a kind of you just you feel it a bit more, don't you? Mm-hmm. You, you get upset for them more because you, you know they're these guys have come through the, the club ranks. They've been supporters like yourself, and it's something you would do. You no, know, but Stephen Welsh has played more games with Celtic than I could ever dream of, and if I ever dream of that. Then I would I would apologise to him for that. But you know you're giving your opinion based on the evidence that you have seen before you, mm-hmm. and uh, that that's that's all you're calling on, and it's a growing. List of evidence now, isn't it? In terms of the pros and cons of uh, of the for and against. Stephen Welshian, my, my big against is that the manager is kind of looking at defenders now. You know, he's got he had a a staple back two in Cameron Carter-Vickers and Starfelt last season. Kobayashi looking likely to come in. Maurice Jentsy brought in. So that kind of telling me that. You know there's something underlying there with Welsh in terms of the way the managers use him mm. and i'm not for one minute suggesting he's a bad footballer he's a very good footballer he's a first team celtic player but sometimes uh, sometimes even that's not
0: good enough mm. I, uh, With homegrown players, there's, there's a couple of comments suggesting this which kind of shows the dichotomy between it but when somebody comes through the youth system and they make it into the first team they simultaneously get the, the biggest goodwill in the world while also being held to an even higher standard sometimes um, and sometimes that kind of counts against you sometimes it counts for you you see how many people were getting down on James Forrest when he was had fell out of contention with injuries and stuff and only, but it only takes a couple of good performances and everybody's right back on the forest train and stuff. And I think a lot of that is to do with the fact that he's a homegrown player. Um, what do you think, Aidan? Yeah, I, I would agree
2: that academy players probably do get sort of different treatment than uh, players coming in from other clubs or uh, in Scotland or abroad, etc. do. It's just one of those things that isn't, isn't going to change I mean, Even I said a few minutes ago, I want him to do well, partly because he's came through the academy. So it's kind of just something that's ingrained into you as, as a fan, etc. Uh, just to sort of say a final thing on Stephen Welsh, I do think that he does have positives to his game. And I do think a lot of that has does come from his actual distribution and bringing the ball out from the back. I think that is a strength that he's quite good at and I can see why that's a big reason that maybe the manager has tried to persevere with him a bit. I know obviously injuries is a reason that he probably did get that start against Aberdeen, otherwise it would have been Starfield and Carter Vickers, but I think there is aspects to his game that are positive and hopefully it's something he can work on. I guess the issue is going to be that if Starfield and Carter Vickers remain fit, how often is Stephen Welsh going to play going forward? I don't think it's personally going to be that much because uh, i think you seen last season those two basically just played all the time apart from fintman starfield picked up a slight knock or whatever they're pretty much were just in there all the time from when they both signed so it is going to be difficult for them if that's the case but hopefully he can you know develop a bit more
0: pete mcg coming back in saying that sean ree is why we shouldn't hate on our squad players i agree uh, they've all got their roles to play. I was big big on James Forrest last season when he signed that new deal at the end of the year. That this is the kind of thing I was hoping would happen, where you don't need to play him all the time. You might not even play him for two, three games in a row, but you'll be able to come on, do a job. did not necessarily expect him to get a hat trick so soon or anything, but I still thought uh, I still thought he had a role to play in the team. Um, I can't believe we've spent a and for like the best part of the thirty minutes just talking about Stephen Wilson's future, right? But after a friendly match, uh, but. I'm going to stop the Stephen Welsh chat with uh, Kaiser's comment here. What an image, by the way. Welsh has potential. Maybe not for an Ange Postacoglu love triangle at the back, uh, but for other teams, definitely. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> on that note, I think we'll stop with, with Stephen Welsh, but there's a lot of comments coming in, Tony, about Alexandro um performance yesterday. and They're not particularly uh, positive. What did you make of his, uh, his performance?
1: I think he's one of those players that the manager didn't hit the heights or the standards that he's set previously. Because domestically, the games he's performed in, he performed really well. Mm. But I think, again, he wasn't alone. And the manager didn't miss him. And as I said in that piece, he's scrutinising, he's watching everything. And if you're not bringing your A-game to games like that in particular, then the manager doesn't need to scream at you doesn't need to be vocal on the sidelines. With mm. doing the pockets thing and the arms folded and just staring, you know that that there's, the eyes are burning the back, your back, you know. That there's a target in your back and Andy's eyes are, are burning on it because he he wasn't happy with that performance and Burnaby certainly fell into that category of players that without being named was one he was referring to about not not coming up to the standard required.
0: Uh, Andrew Galea saying Sydney picked Bernabe off. Uh, J.P. saying Bernabe looked worryingly poor against Sydney, way short at the moment. I think he's actually been doing well when he's come, when he's had his chance domestically. I think he has played well for the most part. Yeah. Yesterday, though, I would agree. I don't, I don't think anybody played particularly well. Um. But I do feel as if he kind of played it as if this is a this is a meaningless friendly rather than with the attitude. that I just want to see. You could say that about a few people, but I did think you could kind of you got that impression when he was basically just abdicating his his, his defensive responsibilities um, yes. for the most part in terms of this is just a friendly anyway that kind of thing. bit unfair, but that that's certainly the way I viewed his performance. Um, Would you think? Eden? What did you give him actually for your detailed ratings?
2: I gave, I gave him a six to be oh. fair, but he was. He, well, I, did, I did say in it though, he was caught wanting quite a few times and it put the defence under a lot of pressure. That sort of just led to Sydney having basically 4v2 or 4v3 because he was miles out of position. I thought he was alright going forward. Obviously, for the goal, it's a bit of because his shot's probably going wide if it doesn't hit Kyogo. But I thought he, he was okay and in an attacking sense. But yeah, he was, he was pretty poor at the back and he was caught out a few times and put the team under pressure. And I, you're probably right in terms of him just basically shirking his defensive responsibilities, almost just playing as like a, a sort of second left winger at some points. Uh, but I think in domestic games he's he's done okay when he came in, uh, particularly Hibs at home. I know mm-hmm. that was <coughs> excuse me quite a open game that he probably didn't have to really defend that much, so it suited them. But for that, and obviously he got the assist against St, uh, St. Johnston, etc. I think he's done all right when he came in. We all know that Greg, Greg Taylor's sort of the main guy at left back, probably playing Uh defender. But I, I think he's been all right. But that, that was probably his poorest performance for Celtic, I would say, that game yesterday. But I think overall that he's another one but that's got sort of promising talent, and I think he will come good. But he's got to work on his defensive duties, no doubt about that.
0: Uh, I'm going to come in just before we call it a day with a wee, a wee plug for regular viewer Kaiser here Sorry Tony cutting your head off again there But he says Sean Tony Aiden he's doing the sleep out in paradise tomorrow night for charity um, And he'll be live through the night and in the build up to the Everton game So any support we could give him he would love So there we go Everybody have a wee, uh, a wee gander over at Kaiser's uh, I don't know if it will be his YouTube or his Twitch or his Twitter or whatever But he'll certainly be, he'll certainly be there and he's got the support hasn't he Aiden?
2: Tony? Yeah, no, definitely. It's a good cause. No doubt about that.
1: Aye, well done, Kaiser. Good man. That's what I like to hear. And, uh, yeah, well done and flicking that comment up and good luck to Kaiser. Take care.
0: Uh, right, any other major concerns before we let Tony go and get his dinner, Aidan? <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, major concerns? Probably I'm going to be able to stay awake for the Not too much. Uh, I just probably the last time would be just to say that hopefully Celtic do put on a bit of performance on Sunday against Everton, because they, they do put a lot to the transfer, those that are over there, those that have travelled over, etc. So mm-hmm. hopefully we do see more orange ball, as it's known, in that game.
0: Tori, what you're after when you go there tomorrow? Sunday? Sorry, Aiden, Sunday. Aiden, Aiden stopped
1: short of saying he wanted to see Glasgow Celtic putting on a show, didn't he? <laughs> but he just stopped short of saying that, but yeah, and I think they will. I think Sunday's game there's there's a bit of prestige and glamour added to that one and I think you, I think the real Celtic will turn up for this one.
0: Right, before we go, Beach Boys is saying, Tori, go and get the double pepperoni. It's not my cup material <laughs> like that one, but there we go. Uh yeah. Hi, so I suppose, time to call it a day there then guys, um, loads up on the site, see over the weekend there'll be more statistical analysis from Alan Morrison, whose stuff's always interesting, the three of our World Cup predictions, including best performing Celtic player, uh, will begin up as well, that'll begin as a newsletter later on today, but it'll be up on the site tomorrow, a um, couple of controversial picks in there Aidan, I think, a uh, couple of controversial ones. And um, I don't know, we'll let them make up their own mind about that. Uh, there will obviously be the match coverage on Sunday morning as well uh, so get on that and keep your eyes peeled on the YouTube channel too because there will be more Tony on tour videos and all sorts of stuff uh, Twitter feed, TikTok, all of that videos across all of those uh, but for now, yep, thanks for joining us as always, thoroughly enjoyed that and uh, thanks Tony and Aiden. always a pleasure, we will see you all later Cheers. Just John. Thanks, guys. Cheers.